to talk a little bit about the graphene market and some tech companies uh, with uh, dis, uh, with the title of Disrupting Tech or Vaporware. Sweet. Okay. Okay, so um, let's just briefly summarize what's been like going on in the market because it's just been crazy. Um, interesting to say the least. Oh, yo, you guys got to check this out. So I was just messing around on Friday and I had 30 bucks in my Robinhood account. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it in spy puts. I mean, um, Apple puts. Um, and they were printing for like five minutes. But then at <laughs> 11 a.m. <laughs> at 11 a.m. All right, where is it? <laughs> at 11 a.m., everything just reversed. Like literally, it's like it detected that I bought it. And then it was like, okay, pump it. And so... Yeah, j Powell was like, printer go burr. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So anyway, I had 30 bucks in my account. I'm like, you know what? YOLO, 30, 30 bucks will make me absolutely rich on these uh, on these puts. So yeah, I got screwed on that. That's whatever, 30, 30 bucks YOLO'd away. Um, okay, so let's, let's um, just look at SPY. I got to go back to it. Um, so we've kind of hit a point where we're actually starting to think, hey, is this is this it? Is this the crash? Is this just a pullback? Is this Labor Day weekend people, you know, pulling out? Is it um you know, is it just a dip? Like well, is this really a crash or not? People are starting to talk about it. Um and Oh go ahead, sorry. Oh, so like the so the the rising wedge pattern here, we had a rising wedge as we, we moved up into um COVID when it this big drop here is is COVID. So we had a rising wedge pattern, which means which is bearish, um, because it shows that you know buying pressure is starting to weaken. You know, things are starting to move in a more narrow range or trade sideways. Um, you know, Wait, so are you other- your screen? You're not streaming your screen. Dude. If you're looking at something. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Gotta get centered, bro. Mm, okay, starting over. Not really. Start over. <laughs> oh, you didn't even see this damage. <laughs> Twenty-eight bucks. So let me start over. Let me let me start over with a little bit. So I had thirty bucks in my Robinhood account. I don't use Robinhood, but I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna throw thirty bucks at something for fun. And so, you know, this was a Friday and the market was tanking. Apple was tanking. So I'm like, screw it. 30 bucks, put options in Apple. Let's just, you know, see what happens. Okay, so they were printing for about five minutes. Five minutes. And then, at literally this moment was where I got screwed. And everything just reversed on me. And I lost 80%. So... I blew up my Robinhood account right in front of you guys. Um, <laughs> I bought, I basically bought the worst point possible. I you bought like right here. I bought right here. here. <laughs> I bought right here. It printed for five minutes and then boom. So you, yeah, you bought the dip, but the wrong dip. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, Jay Powell just noticed me buying puts and he's like, yeah. no, we have to crush it. We have to crush his dreams. Printer go burr. Exactly um okay so you know we're looking at spy right now we're at this point where rising wedge both times both crashes we don't know if this is a crash though but look the recovery here turns into a rising wedge it starts to move into a more narrow trading range um now we're in this discussion where we don't actually know if this is a crash or if this is a pullback or if you know it's just a dip or it's just labor day weekend there's so many factors here at play um so Honestly, what I'm trying to say is we no one knows if this is the crash or not. No one knows what's ahead. So just trade in the present. Just trade about what's in front of you. Don't worry about the big picture as much. Just be aware of it and you know trade short-term things. Protect your capital because nobody knows. I mean, unless you're like Warren Buffett and you're hiding information because you own a huge institution that can <laughs> the market. Um, but, okay, so one of the first things that 
I want to talk can I, can about. Can I give my theory on what Spy's yeah. doing real quick? Throw it. So I think this is just like a natural correction. Um, when the first drop happened, you know, back when the crash happened with COVID, you know, we were kicking on all cylinders. The economy was doing great, you know, and then it died. And then we started to see a new wave of investors, like so many new investors come to the market. So I think one of the reasons why SPY is, you know, it recovered so quickly is because there's so many more people investing in the market. However, our economy has not quite caught up to the performance of SPY. So more capital in the market cap, more people investing. However, the companies that are in SPY and the overall market still haven't returned as business as usual. So I think that this is just a little correction. It's going to get some support. And then if the economy, you know, goes back to hyperdrive, I don't know what's going to happen in the election. No one knows really, but I, I, I think that that it could rally, break through that 155 resistance and continue to chug um, as long as the actual economy and not just the stock market continues to um, get back to where it was pre-COVID. But that's my theory. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. There's just going to be a lot of variables that honestly, I don't think anyone can keep track of on their own. Um, you know, if you're just looking at the volume, I mean, look at these big red candles here. It all lines up. Um, we had a huge spike in volume over the last two days, but, you know, a lot of selling pressure here. Um, and we are heading into elections. So we have to remember that um, elections are never fun for the stock market. Things can get really volatile really quick, or there will just be no volume. 350. 350 spy. Wait, do you still have those options? No, nah, I lost all my money. Oh, uh, dude. Don't worry about it. I blew up my Robinhood account. Big dick YOLO. Yeah, buddy. I, uh, this was in one day. I blew up 30, <laughs> $30, $30 gone. <laughs> All gone, dude. All right, so we're making bets on 347 this week. Um, you know what? Like, honestly, that's, I don't even think that's that crazy. The way the market moves right now, I don't even think that's that crazy. We're buying calls 345, 346, 347. Let's roll. Okay, now mute yourself. I, I... <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so shut up, 10D. Um, the next thing we gotta go over. Um, I'm just in like a, a pretty prancy mood. I don't know why. The next thing we gotta go over is um EV sector. Okay, so Rick. Um, let's talk about the EVs. Oh, I didn't fully go over short-term leverage bear ETFs. Okay, this is the most important thing to go over right now because this is what I'm gonna be like really watching. So, for example, here's what a, a leveraged ETF is. I don't. Is this one three times? Okay, so okay, this is a um an an ETF that covers that that focuses on the Nasdaq. Okay, so the um, the 100 biggest companies on the Nasdaq. So if all of them group together, if they go down, this goes up. However, you only trade these like one day at a time. You don't hold these stocks. Why? Because they decay. They are designed to decay. Look at this. You'll get spikes on intraday movements, but it resets. So I'm not going to do the math right now, but if you think about it like this, your, your stock is $100. If it goes down 10% on one day, then it's 90. But if it goes back up 10%, then it only goes back up to 99. So it always decays. They're designed to decay, but you can trade them intraday. That's why we saw this huge spike huge spike um that you could have played with options or you could have just traded the stock um this huge spike right here was a reflection of how um spy dipped so um well general reflection of the spy dip when this happens right here this happens it's a reverse 
it's an inverse. So um, the the best advice here is there's so many of these that you can trade. You can trade gold. JNUG, for example, was a really popular one. Um, you can trade JNUG. Gush. Gush, yeah, dude. Gush is one of the most popular ones to trade. This is oil and gas, natural gases. Um, you're just trading this one industry, this one sector. And it's really simple, but you do have to know a few things. This is not a company, and it's designed to decay. If you hold more than a day, you lose some. Yeah, exactly. You you will lose money if you hold for longer than a few days. Um, so you know these are meant for traders, not for investors. Um, I always used like VXX, which is another one for um, yeah. hedging. If I have a spy call or you know QQQQ or Know, triple Q calls or whatever, whatever the calls are, you know, and yeah, and if if I start to lose my money, I start hedging with uh, with short leverage. Exactly. Just so yeah. it recovers. So the term leverage. Um, let's just go to XPX. The term leverage is just uh, for those who don't know, amplifying what you would see on the. SMP, like the main stock that you're tracking. So this is like, oh, it's moving so slow. It moves one to two percent a day. Two day traders do not care about one to two percent. Um, not when they're making that their their main income. What you want is um something that's leveraged three times. It amplifies it by three times. So if if uh, the SMP drops ten percent, this will um well this particular one, which is short sided. Will go up 30 percent so that's what you're well generally will go up 30 percent so that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to trade the fluctuations from a certain perspective don't hold these longer than a, like a let's swear two days don't hold them longer they're meant for quick trades if you realize that you're screwed honestly just like get out sometimes because i mean these are very experienced traders trading um leverage etfs so you just the longer you hold on to it. Um, okay, so you're anyone's welcome to interrupt me, but I think that's all I really have to say on it. I'm gonna be trading some this week. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you know what what I'm entering and uh, when, for how much. Um, and honestly, my trades might last like honestly a few minutes. You know, these are short, quick trades that you're supposed to be making swings if you wanted to. If you're uh, expecting the next day, like gas is going to go up. You have to think about like oil, supply and demand, stuff like that. Gold is the value of the dollar decreasing. This is all stuff that you have to think about. It will make such easy trades sometimes for you. If, if, if you realize the dollar is crashing, gold is going to go up. So then you can trade a bunch of leveraged ETFs throughout the day and gold will be spiking. They're safer um, than... Uh been shorting a stock as well because you don't have unlimited loss exactly yeah although unfortunately in most individual stocks don't have like an inverse like tesla doesn't have like an inverse stock like this but it's much safer than sh just plain shorting especially for a lot of people who are new to the game you're just basically buying a stock and if that stock that it's tracking goes up then you lose money if it goes down then you make money so yeah it's just it just think of it as uh the opposite side um i'd highly recommend trading them i actually think that they're way easier to trade than um way easier to trade than normal penny stocks as long as you just get the pattern down some people make it their entire trading career they just all they do is trade ETFs because they mastered one of them they're like okay, well, I know exactly when this is going to spike, so I just trade this for my entire life. And then when it's going down, I trade the inverse. Yeah, there's people who, who make a living doing options on SPY and different leveraged ETFs like this. Yeah, dude, it's... Like it's a uh, living. Yeah, they make a great living because it's just <laughs> the same cycles you trade every day. And, you know, you could you, the gas and oil industry, you know, Supply and demand can only get so complicated.
complicated. So um, if you hold one of these and we get a crash like we did with COVID, you're making money. Exactly. That's okay. So yeah, <laughs> if we zoom out, look at the huge spike on this thing. Huge spikes every day on this thing. It readjusts. You can see like it readjusts for a new spike every day um, as it, you know, the crash just kept going, just kept going and going. So there were another went from like 24 to 80 during the crash. It went nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's a, but leverage, you know, be careful because even if you lose money, you'll lose three times as much. So, so with the, uh, the election coming up, um, would this be a good buy-in just before the election? Um, you don't Possibly. buy this. You don't buy this to set up for a future event. You only buy this on the day. So, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if there was news going to come out on a certain day about like oh, like bad economic news to do with the election, buy it in the morning, and then as spy crashes or like as spy takes a dip, you 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 gain money and then you pull out. You like probably it would take one whole day. It's not like um, I wish there were more ETFs like you're saying that are not designed to decay, um, bare sided ones. Uh, but yeah, like that's like the perfect way to think about it. I think that's what I was gonna do. You know, if we get closer to the election, I'm gonna start looking at a lot of bare ETFs because the chance of it spiking is high. Yeah, creating, creating alerts like in TradingView or whatever platform you use to like to trade. Because I know Robinhood doesn't use it. You can do it on Webull, but like literally create an alert on RSI and like a, and a five percent dip in Spy's price, and then just go walk right into an SP or a Spy, you know, leveraged buy. Wait for you to collect profit. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're definitely when you're when you're playing with an ETF like this, the kind of catalysts that you're looking for are negative ones. You're looking for things that can possibly make you know the market crash. Unlimited uh, or uh, unemployment numbers going back up, COVID numbers going back up, uh, Trump doing something stupid. Yeah, essentially, if you assume that the market is going to crash tomorrow. Or at in the buy a bear sided ETF triple triple leverage. So that's or but this is for people who don't want to play puts. This is for people who are are more day traders than option traders. So you know, I just I just don't like to recommend options to anyone that's very very new because you can get crushed or do what I did here. Although yeah. this this was you know I make as many excuses as I want. I mean I did like get wrecked here, the, um, thirty bucks for fun. Still got wrecked. The ba- the basic uh, per, the, nice the, puts. <laughs> the best the best case scenario is you uh, you don't sell any of your holdings. You you make money on the on the dip with this, and then average down all of your portfolios as the market responds. That's what I do. This is um when I first started playing with a lot of options, and I just those puts bent you over. Those yeah, they, dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, I started with thirty six dollars. Boom. Okay. Um, next topic. We don't do this forever. Um, EV sector. Give up. Rick, give us a quick update on the EV sector. Are there any IPOs coming up? What's up? <laughs> um, all right. So one of the reasons why I really like this sector more so than, uh, you know, with everything going on, especially the Chinese sector and, and the European sector, uh, you know, our, our what happens with the spy, with SPY and our economy doesn't reflect as harshly on these. Um, it's a disturbing industry, you know, like, uh, no matter what, we're still going to be investing in it because it is the future. Um, and that's why I really like uh, the foreign markets because uh, they've made it more a priority than the U.S. has already. And uh, you're starting to see those numbers with the billions of purchases. Um, so um, coming up this week, this month, I'm actually going to put out a, a September watch list um and i'm going to be talking about the big three in china which uh xpeng 
uh, Lee and Neo. I like them all. I think they're all at a good buy price right now, especially Neo. Um, the float's huge, so I can't expect it to go you know crazy, but they're all putting up good sales numbers in China. They're only expanding their services and they're only expanding their markets because Neo's talking about even going to Europe starting next um the beginning of Q1 2021. They're hoping to be selling uh ES their ES vehicles in Europe. Um IPOs coming up. I can't really think of a whole lot. I know that uh in September we can look forward to Fisker merger um happening happening at some point. Um, if not, it's early October, uh, net element, which is merging with Mullen tech, which if you don't know about them, I, there'll be a write up on them soon. I really, really like them, especially with their battery technology. Um, they claim to have a hundred kilometer solid state battery ready for production, and they're going to be selling it in North America, um, 2021, 2022, um so that's about more than what cattle's promising with their million mile mat- battery um so that's big and we also have on the 22nd the tesla battery day um you really gonna have to impress me elon um i'm a buyer at 200 um not that i'm saying that it's gonna get that low but that's when i think it's gonna be a good buy for me personally um Yeah. And let's see what else. Is going... Oh. Well, are you ready? Oh, mute yourself. <laughs> Yo, Sammy. I got him. I got him. Um, let's see. Let me look at my list real quick. Uh, um, WWR. They're um earlier this month, I believe Ultra called them out on the twentieth. Um, they're going to be doing graphite solid state batteries. Um, so they announced that with Tesla day, you know, battery day coming up, you know, it's a nice sympathy play possibly, um, solid state batteries are going to be big coming, coming soon. That's another, you know, IDEX thing. We got the September update for all the IDEX holders. Um, very promising going to be doing a lot of talk on that. Um, in one of my newest updates that will be coming out in the next couple of days. Um, still waiting on workhorse contracts. I hear that's coming any day now, but I've been hearing that for since May. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's a good wrap up. If anyone's got any questions about any EV companies, now's your time. So what do you think about the Badger? What do I think about the Badger? Um, I mean... Nikola in general, like I like them, and I think that they're going to be a heavy player. But uh, twenty twenty three is not until they start in production. So right now they're a business plan. Tendy, you're an absolute clown, dude. Um, Okay. um, Yeah. No, Nikola. Definitely, to me, does not hold any weight. I got we got to wait until they can actually deliver. Not at thirty six bucks, they don't. Nope, it's a uh, scam. Yeah, I mean, until until they actually deliver and you know produce products, generate constant, consistent revenue. Uh, to me, they're. Just... I gave them a pre order, and all I got was a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, let's just talk about EVFM really quick. We can always come back to other stuff. Um, you know, honestly, with EVFM right now, um, you know, I sold half. I have my other half. Really, what it is here is we we can't expect much from at the moment. That's the just the true reality. Why have we not seen any full on plays or community inclusive like stock plays in a long time? It's just because there's none being. There's just nothing's really developing in the small cap sector to outweigh how how so many of them are deteriorating every day. Like for the past two weeks, it's just been red in the small cap market. That's because so many of these stocks have been running up for so long and they need to come down. So 
even though EVFM is in a great spot and has a great catalyst, we have to keep our expectations, you know, on the ground. We can't get our hopes up way too high because the current market is maybe not going to let it run as much as we want it to. Now, if this drug launch was happening in March, like M March volatility, it was crazy. Um, I don't even know if it shows it up here, but March volatility, COVID started kicking in and everything was was crazy. And there's so much volume now, not so much. So volume is really ultimately what's going to keep it alive during an intraday run. So if there's no volume or not enough, I mean, you just got to keep your, your expectations reasonable. So what I what I assume is that if there's a spike, it's going to be to four dollars um, four four to four fifty. I could be so wrong here, but it's just based on my conservative price targets and how I how I trade. I'm happy with four for fifty. I don't need it to go to eight. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I personally see if there's a spike, it would go to four to four fifty. If there is no spike and people sell the news, or the market is really, really bad, then honestly, it could drop really hard. So we just have to be mindful of that. Um, this is much bigger than us. Um, so yeah, um, anyone can interrupt me whenever they want, but I'm just gonna keep going. Um, your portfolio, should you be worried? Um, so the reason why I brought this up is because it's soy. Um, the reason why I brought this up is because this is an open-ended question. I can't answer that. Um, I'm not near qualified to answer that question. Nobody really is, honestly. Um, should you be worried? I guess worried is actually okay. Um, you know, you have to protect your capital and you have to hedge your risks right now because it's just we're in such a reactive market. Um, any any day now, there could be a crash. It's not like it's not set up to do that. There could very much be a crash. Um, we don't have enough information on what the big players are actually planning. Um, we don't know what their strategies are in the market. We can see level two data, but in reality, that's just a facade of of um, you know the bigger picture here. And I can go all I can go on all day about how institutions are basically the market. They are the oceans, and we're literally just floating in them. But I would just say, you know, I have sold a lot of the stuff that I own. Um, I've sold the majority of the stuff I own, um, protecting my capital, protecting my gains, which were very big over throughout COVID. Um, and, you know, honestly, just not being greedy. Um, so what I've done is I've pulled out of most things, and I'm playing very short-term things. Things with volatility, volume, and spikeability, and I'm staying away from most penny stocks, and I'm also staying away from a lot of large cap stocks. I'm actually playing a lot of mid range stuff in ETFs, so you know that's my way of risk managing. I don't want to be a victim here. Um, I, am I still I, in OSS? Yeah, I still have some shares in OSS, but my my average is really low, so I seem not that worried about it. I don't think about OSS, honestly, every day. <laughs> it's just there. Um, I just think that with the, how we recovered from COVID and, like, it was a march back to the top, you know, we had during, like, bank week or whatever, we had SPY, you know, drop to, like, actually broke 300 to, like, 297, and then it rallied to where it is now. Same thing with Tesla. Ever since it was like 960, it's been an upward charge, you know, just going, acting like a, you know, an index basically, um, not on any news at, at all. I mean, uh, the performance of these companies, the performance uh, of didn't warrant it per se, but um, it's going to need to take a breather um, and kind of correct itself and, uh, I think the market does a good job at doing that. I do. I think a crash is going to happen. Um, if we do, I don't think we'll see one like we did. I don't think we're going to see like 220, 230 or anything like that on SPY, but it could come back down and flirt with 300 again. Um, so yeah, just kind of be ready to liquefy your cash when you can. And uh, one of the reasons why I like foreign markets so much is because I feel like 
the though it's on the American stock market, um, their business, their revenue streams won't be as harshly affected. So that's just my two cents. Uh, muted. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, what you need to do is you just need to be ready. Like you said, be ready for whatever comes and be ready to liquefy things, be ready to hedge your risk and actually be ready to play the downside. Um, it's not always about playing defense, you know, take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, Jim's reopened. Not Michigan, not. Wait, wait, did you guys both get emails like at the same time or something? Like, are you trying to tell me this is a catalyst? Because I'll skip, I'll, I'll pause what I'm saying because that's a big deal. No, like, uh, I, I, I do like Planet Fitness though. Like, they, I don't know what their price is right now, unless you want to, I can. Well, I mean, a spike is so, that is perfect catalyst material for the market. If, if there's a lot of gyms reopening and Planet Fitness is reopening. Yeah, they're at sixty-two bucks. I mean, pre-COVID, they were, um, I think, eighty. Yeah, eighty-four. I mean, they got up to seventy-seven, you know, early June, but they dipped back down. I've, I, they've been on my watch list as a large, as a large cap. I like Planet Fitness just because, like, they are legit everywhere. Everyone, probably in this chat, if you're from America, ha has been to a Planet Fitness or works out at a Planet Fitness. You know, it's just. Uh, I, they're they have a great business model and i expect them to fully recover um so yeah Planet they just reopened gyms in the tri-state area oh really yeah that's nice. what i'm saying planet's yeah, gonna LA rally fitness back up. is a g it is the bomb divine i wish i yeah. had one. so okay so I mentioned you know, play because also in the tri-state area you got dave and busters and they just reopened all restaurants capacity did that Lux. did that happen over the weekend yeah, and being in a resort town to see the influx of people actually. Oh, dude, this to, is gonna, dude. To go play might in, spike in, then. Indoor dining, yeah. There's gonna be some spikes, in, um, indoor game along with uh, we've got the Hard Rock Casino and several other casinos in Atlantic City are open back up for floor, and they started with smoking on the floor, but they canceled that. But the fact that people are gonna be allowed to drink now, larger capacity on the casino floor, you're gonna have a lot more people there for my birthday a couple weeks ago and it was still fucking and the only complaint people had was elevators small capacity but they can't drink on the floor. now that's allowed you're gonna see a big influx of playing it that's really important to know that i'm actually so glad that you put that uh um put that in here yo um if you have articles if you have stuff drop it in the uh, chat if you have emails evidence you know dd this is this is perfect um, there might, yeah, there might be a, um, there, there might be a spike here for play. I actually really see that being possible. If, uh, this is news that came out over the weekend that I totally see that could be run, it could run 50%, um, off news like that. Um, and then also planet fitness. I don't, well, if this is, if this news all comes in a wave at once that can send this thing, you know, spike it back to pre COVID levels almost, um, Okay, so oh, just to answer a few questions along the way, am I still in? Oh yeah, I already answered that. Am I still in AESC? I only played AESC one time, the first time. The first spike was the time I played AESC. Um, after that, no. Um, uh, NWGI. Honestly, um, so my my plan with NWGI is, I'm not just like OSS. I'm not looking at it every day. It's not on the the front of my mind um obviously so my average is 1.58 so if i if it dips very hard below that and it's not showing signs of recovering um or if it holds below that range for too long then i might actually cut my losses and reposition but i'm not worried about it at the moment what i'm worried about is making sure that i've caught the bottom um Oh, Gamble and MGM. Yeah, so I'm not sure. What's the news about casinos lately? 
Um, they've I been open, but they've had a lot of rules as far as no no what eating. No eating, smoking, or drinking on the floor, but they just recently reopened it as of last Wednesday. So you're going to be flux of adult hmm. adult when does party. uh does anyone know when lca is merging oh i don't know i haven't um so I, I like, i'm not sure i like lca i think that's going to be a good one to play in the future um yeah um Look at this crater. This looks exactly, almost exactly like Spy. Everything just simultaneously hit a bottom at, at 1045. Isn't LCA paired with somebody for an IPO? Yeah, they're, uh, it's, I can't remember who it is. Golden Nugget, I want to say. But it's like $3.5 billion is what they, what they have. Like this is, like it's a, they're just basically making a virtual casino. Hmm. But it's also still the casino. Virtual casino, I think he means Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, that's the IPO he's talking about. Um, I'll definitely play that one too. Oh god, dude, that is gonna be. You can already yeah. actually tell. So you know, I after it's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be a meme. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's see what else. What else do we have to go over um, before we wrap up? Well, if anyone wants to drop tickers into the chat, we can go over them. Um, I know people have been a little bit. Um, three companies that I am looking at um, in the tech, or four really. Um, in the tech industry, none of them are like super close to Catalyst, but they're definitely um, look out for uh, Energis Company, which uh, I know Mark Sizzle's not in here, um, and he's talked a bunch in here. Um, he's doing a, a report on them right now. They do 2.0 wireless charging, so you don't even have to have your phone on the charger. It just needs to be within 15 feet. It's pretty cool. Um, Resonant, which is a 5G... Um, filter company that really makes 5G uh, as fast as it's supposed, it's supposed to. They already have a bunch of partners. Um, they're just finishing up the development of it. It's still going to be a while. If you want to listen to their LD Micro um, webcast, it's super sweet. Um, they're targeting $28 billion market. Um, or That's what they're targeting revenue-wise in a $40 billion market. Um by 2025 um really cool tech uh let's see what's another one uh adam they're doing uh boron in uh circuit boards to make them work faster um it's it's again it's like vaporware or is it which you know vaporware if you don't know what that means it's like not real or it's not gonna happen so it's vaporware versus just dis disruptive tech and then um, a gaming company out of South Korea, um, Gravity, which is GR, it's like GRA or VY. Um, they have like a really top selling game over in Asia. And uh, they're adding five new games um, this year still. Um, and their partner with that is ByteDance, who is the owner and operator of TikTok. So um, I like all of those companies as well to watch Wait, what was the last one grave it's it's g-r-v-y is the ticker it's gravity what game do they produce it's called ragon rock it's uh all right yeah already got me all right G -R -V -Y. yep they but they don't I mean they don't really do much here but they're huge they're like the fourth top grossing game in the korean <laughs> and china like app stores or something like that and they have five more games coming out and they're all partnered with ByteDance, so that's a that's a big partner to have. Yeah, they love them. Sixty billion dollar market cap. That's uh, impressive. Or evaluation, excuse me.
10 i see tendies wanting to talk about volkswagen what about volkswagen i'm back the news about the new bmw all electric vehicle Sorry, I, I'm in the middle of something, but the grind never stops. So, what did I miss? Uh, we just I just talked about a few tech companies, and then I asked people to put tickers into the chat, and we can go over them. Okay, so read read me the first one. Um, EVSI. Actually, someone wanted to hear about SoftBank. Uh, I know oh, okay. Talk about SoftBank. Um, did you read the article? Um, so basically, SoftBank. They've been, it's not like huge information for us, but it's kind of like a very, very exciting narrative that come out. It's basically SoftBank, they have a lot of controversy. If you guys know who WeWork is, WeWork is like the failed, like remote office space kind of like business IPO that came out a long time ago and has just nosedived. Like they are worth, they just lose money like, like crazy. Um, and it's not a good business. So SoftBank keeps giving them money. And another thing that just came out about them was that they are discovered to be the whale that actually influenced a lot of like Tesla stock going up, uh, Apple stock going up, because they were eating up such an insane amount of options um, that it was actually scaring people within the company. Um, like, they were betting their you know bank hedge fund uh, institutional investor they were betting big they were betting like wall street bets this professional company was playing the stock market like wall street bets um buying so many calls on tesla that the flow was just the volume was insane so um but it also sparks a bit of stuff about like why are they doing such weird unorthodox things in the market like also, when you, when you buy so many options, people start to get curious of, like, does he have insider information? Um, so it's just interesting to see. Um, you guys, like, this is, like, an example for you guys to see how we are nobodies. We, like, are absolutely so insignificant. Um, we are, like, a tiny little raft in an ocean with oil tankers. We are gonna get pushed around, and our goal is to just stay afloat and ride their waves, because they're the ones doing all the movement. These banks will wipe you out. Um, yes. It, what's interesting about SoftBank? I mean, they did four billion in call options, and they bought more stock. Um, like I guess the my only theory is is seeing them in what they've been doing. I mean, SoftBank is the number one investor in autonomous driving companies. Um, their Vision Fund, which is a $100 billion ETF, um, invests in a lot of startups in that um, market space. And if, you, if you've read some of the stuff that I've put out on Foresight, you'll see that it, a lot of this is taking place in Japan. And that's where they're from in Japan. And they're doing a lot of things. Um, they want to do robot taxis. They want to do a mobile as a service, like a ride share, um, train, bus. Like they basically want to automate transportation in Japan uh, with Toyota. I mean, it's basically what they're doing. And they've they they started a company called Monet Technologies with Toyota and like every auto manufacturer in Japan, and they all own equity. And so. I seeing Tesla as being a huge portion of their, you know, investments as of recent. They, I, I wonder if that means uh, they're trying to pull some Tesla into Japan. That could be something that could be a storyline that we could be seeing in the near future. Um, I mean, the robot taxis were promised, you know, last time Tesla did a, a sh excuse me, a shelf offering of a billion. And uh, those, you know, haven't come yet, but, you know, I, I, Elon is a genius. You know, I, I, I trust that he will get to where he needs to be. But um, it's very interesting to see what SoftBank's doing with that. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, a lot of stories are going to come out about this. And it's already a known fact. It's just crazy to see in person and to, to really think about how much money they made and how crazy, how crazy large these institutions are. 
Um, okay, so, oh, let's just go over, like, a few of the tickers. Um, CLSK. Um, I honestly haven't been paying attention to the fact that I know that they've been dipping. Um, taking a look on my phone. They're eight um, something. They're nine, actually. Flat. Oh, almost flat. Okay. Well, they, they had, like, a reversal. They had a harsh reversal at 7.05. Harsh reversal. Um, yeah, same time as almost everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. If only uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if I had just known, I swear to God, I would have closed this disc. I would have made so much money and just closed this Discord and gone and lived on a yacht for the rest of my life. <laughs> if I seriously knew that a reversal was coming at 10.45 a.m. Dude, oh my. I took just... the call morning of <laughs> just before that reversal, and I'm, I'm very happy reverse because I was getting real nervous. Dude, I'm I'm glad you know that that really stomped a lot of people. Like for example, I bought those test those Apple puts where I lost eighty percent. I lost I spent thirty dollars on Apple puts, and I bought it at ten fifty. At eleven a.m., they were printing for ten five ten minutes. Eleven fifty or eleven o'clock flat just went boom, lost everything, lost all thirty dollars. I purchased a hundred dollar Apple put at ten forty four a.m. Wait. Oh, so, oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, 10 oh, But I also got a ClearSpark call at that same time for, oh, yeah. I got one twelve fifty for 918 and a $10 for 918 So did you end up, up canceling out almost? Oh, I'm up $70. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Um, you know, show the, show the hedge funds what you're made of, you know. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, you, you like post that on Wall Street bets so some of them actually learn how to hedge. Um, but anyway, um, what else are we going over before we wrap things up? I don't know yeah. much about. Oh, I think we yeah. went. We have an EVSI, Amogo, uh, Neo, Microsoft, AMD. MSGS long-term calls. I don't know what that is. Let me look them up. Is MSGS Madison Square Garden? That's yep. Oh, is nice. it? Yeah, I was going to buy calls on that too. Um, because the inevitable reopening at some point is going to send that thing yeah. flying. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about EVSI, MoGo, um, and... T- uh, I, I normally so so I had to move where I'm where I'm doing the call from. Um, I won't be able to look over them now, but if we can remember those and do it next time, I can that... uh, I can give a little EVSI. Um, okay. So they're a solar company, Envision Solar, uh, trading at eleven sixty five right now, which they're down a little bit. Uh, market cap of just under eighty million. Um, they have a web conference this week, um, with proactive, which is, uh, they're doing that. I don't know how many total there are in that, in that webcast, but I know, uh, ideonomics is a part of it. And then they did a late edition of a graphite miner, which is, um, graphene is the main, um, thing they make solar panels out of um so the message that i saw the email or whatever i got grouped those three together i don't think that they're presenting together but they highlighted those three together um so i'm definitely adding them to my watch i mean i have a a green solar watch list that i look at anyways um so i'm i'm i I'm curious to see where this is going. I mean, it's at 11 bucks and it's only a 80 market cap. So it's like, um, that's not a very big float. So I'm interested in it. I mean, yeah. I am, um, anything solar power EV related. I'm interested in, um, right. I'll definitely take a deeper look into it when I get a chance. It's not like my word is more value. Honestly, my word is not more valuable than anyone else's. Um, nobody, <laughs> Nobody's word is more valuable than anyone else's. Um, 
especially in this market. So I'm just going to take a look at it as everyone else should. You know, I'll, I'll give my take on it. But um, Mogo, I don't know anything about Mogo. I'll probably yeah. cover that next time. Let's see. Let me see if I know anything about Mogo. It sounds familiar. Yeah, oh, MSGS yeah. is a they're great a fin- one. They're fintech. Okay. Fintech mortgage loan company. Um, um, interesting. Okay, AMD, Neo, Microsoft. Unpredictable right now, especially AMD being wrapped up in a war with NVIDIA, which is uh, not in their favor. Honestly, the, I, I honestly think AMD could continue falling, falling pretty hard. Um, what, uh, what do you think uh, about the TikTok stuff? Has anything come out about that in Microsoft? Or... I'm so out of the loop with that. I have no idea. Uh, TikTok news is bullshit, but Microsoft's contract with the government is a whole nother business. Yeah, I think someone else will have to cover that. I am not qualified to talk about it. Yeah, no, uh, I, I hear people talking about it, but it's just something that's not really my radar. Hmm. Okay. They got the contract over Bezos, so Microsoft's going to... Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just out of the loop with all of that, but I'll probably try and get tuned in sooner because it's, it's still relevant. Um, yeah, so I think that's... I'm going to have to wrap things up because I do have to go take care of something in a few minutes, but... Good talk. I think what we really want to focus on for this week, I'm what I'm focusing on, um, is uh, leverage ETFs across industries, across sectors, um, and you know I'm going to see how EVFM performs on Monday, um, and it'll be a really actually good sample to know how things are going to react on proper catalysts now. So. Yeah, it'll be a good learning experience this week, I think, definitely. It'll show us a lot of what's in store for the future. And I think uh, Skip and I have talked that we are going to try to do these on Mondays, Fridays, and Wednesdays. And then if you miss the recording, we're going to put them up on my Substack, and you can listen to them at a different time. Um, So if you can't make these live sessions, there'll be a place where you can go and look at them. Yeah, yeah, we'll sort we'll sort all that out, and uh, yeah, it should be good. Yep. Um. Okay. I'm Attendees. gonna check yeah, out attend. the article I just uh, posted about VW. Um, it's a uh, saying that they could overtake Tesla by 2023. So, yeah, your, buddy. Here's your VW news. Nice. Um, oh no, I totally believe they could. And GM. Oh, and GM. And Toyota. And Toyota. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all right, man. I'm good. If you're good, enjoy your poop face. Oh, thank you, bro. You're the (laughs) sweetest. You're the sweetest. All right. See you, homies. All right, everybody. Bye, calls.